Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. You're listening to Thriller The Chase. Oh, you absolutely are listening to Thrill of the Chase. John Donahoe with you. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you as always. We're nearing the end of the week and another week of uh, great racing that we have had. 0499 736 736. You know the drill. Send us through your tips. We'll read them out on the air and uh, we will give you a shout out at any opportunity. We've got a big show ahead once again. We're moments away from race six at Warrigal, so time to welcome in our expert tipster and uh, the, one of the great callers in Australia in James Vandermart. Hello, Jimmy. Hello, mate. How are we? Another, another good well. Thursday afternoon at the office, hopefully. Well, it was sort of up and down. We, we started well. Sammy Highland hit one off the top and then sort of a bit of a lull in the middle and nothing wanted to win for us. A lot of seconds today, which was very frustrating. Yeah, look, you have those runs. Uh, if anyone was to know about that, it would be me after that uh, horrible run that we had uh, about uh, about a month yeah, ago. Yeah, but you ended that, that in, in emphatic fashion. <laughs> yeah, we did. It, it was a nice feeling as well to, to finally get a couple of winners, and hopefully we can continue on uh, that good run of form today. Absolutely. All right, have you got one early for us at Warrigal here? Yeah, tough, tough race. I've gone with number three, Gosh. Uh, not convinced he's up to the standard of these, but... I think the two's going to lead. The four's going to give the uh, the white ruck a bit of room. So I thought it was worth an each-way play. What's the price they're betting at the moment on number three, Gosh? Number three, it's about $8 at the moment. Yeah, I think that's worth a small each-way play at about $8. Not not one to, to get carried away with, but um, definitely worth a very small bet. All right, we'll get to that. Uh, they're just behind the boxes. We'll, uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. We've got another nice show coming up. We're just going to have a look at uh, tonight's racing where are they at tonight? Are they Sandown Park tonight, James? Sandown, yes, yeah, Sandown tonight, mate. Yeah. We're going to preview the maturity, the Group 1 yes, on Saturday night. We're going to go through all of the heats from last week. So looking forward to hopefully finding the Group 1 winner for Saturday night. Absolutely. All right. Behind the boxes now. Hopefully everyone had a nice day on uh, on the punt. We're able to find a few winners. How was your afternoon, Jimmy? Yeah, really good, mate. Uh, just uh, buzzing around, organising stuff with, with the Greyhounds. We've got uh, hopefully a few racing next week with a bit of luck. So, yeah, just, just keeping busy, mate, which is, which is probably a good thing uh, with the way the world is at the moment. Absolutely. All right. They've gone to Sky 2, which is really inconvenient for me at the moment. Let's have a look. Still nothing happening either at Warrigal. They're just sort of standing there waiting, waiting, waiting. <laughs> All right. Well, while, while I... Oh, God. Jeez, these TVs are uh, a bit stickler. <laughs> All right, while, I, uh, while we wait for that, James, do you want to talk us through, uh, you know, some of the stuff that did happen today? Yeah, look, it hasn't, been, yeah, it hasn't been a huge day of racing. Uh, we've seen Greyhound racing up at uh, Shepparton, but I think fair to say it was, was a pretty limited class of meeting. And Warrigal a bit the same today. Obviously, that'll change tonight. Good racing down at Warrnambool with the Jade Weiss uh, final as well as, as the Sandown Park meeting tonight. So... Although the racing has, has only been just okay today, it does, it does definitely get better as the day goes on. And they are now moving in for race six at Warrigal. So let's get this roughy home from box number three. Over this distance. Light is on. Lewis rolling. Race six, Warrigal. They're set. Ready. 
Away they go. Antique stepped all right. Ducavelli showing speed underneath and Black Power Captain Cruiser working through. Antique just shuffled back. Gosh and Darnham Dozer centre field. Diamond Cartel running up behind those. They are now checked and Romeo led last. Well, Black Power crossed and led from Captain Cruiser. Darnham Dozer. Ducavelli's looking for runs as they swing. Still in front. Black Power coming at it was Captain Cruiser. Darnham Dozer and late was Gosh right up on the inside. They hit it tight. Perhaps Black Power a lip to Darnham Dozer. Gosh was flashing home. Uh, and Diamond Cartel. Wow, what a finish. Not a bad run there, Jimmy. Big run. Big run. And yeah. we, you, you did say uh, to throw a little bit each way on it, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And look, it was a huge run. If you watch the replay, he missed the kick three lengths. He caught them up very quickly, ran into trouble. And I thought at that point we were done. Mm-hmm. He's got beaten half a length running third. And he almost looked the winner with 50 to go. So for, for an even... $10 chance, I think it was, when they when they let them go. That, that was a very big run and might be one to follow next week. Same field, very hard to beat, you'd say. Absolutely. All right, we'll keep an eye on the official results there. There's photos for first, second and third. All right, Jimmy, where do you want to start? You want to have a look at the maturity as well and uh, we've got a big night of racing tonight and we'll, uh, we'll hopefully, I've spoken to him yesterday, I spoke to him yesterday, but hopefully we'll have our man, the Peacock, Mitch Abaya, to come in uh, a little bit later on as well. Yeah, and I want to have a chat to the Peacock because I, I did notice that uh, on, was it, what day are we now? Thursday, on Tuesday, I think it was at Hillsville, mm-hmm. um, he put out, and I think we spoke about this on the show on Tuesday night, he put out that there was a couple of tips that should yeah. be winning, and to his credit, 50% of them won, but what I, what I didn't like from, uh, from the Peacock this week was oh, his no. dad had a dog racing, Crispy Duck, <laughs> hadn't heard too much from the Peacock around the Crispy Duck's chances, and he bolts him, so... Come on, Mitchie. Surely and, he can give uh, give the old man's tip away. And you just know that he would have had a fortune on it oh, as well. Well, I'm surprised he's even coming into work tonight, to be honest, because uh, knowing, knowing Mitchie, he would have unloaded the pockets and uh, they would have been having crispy duck for dinner, I think. So, no, it was a nice win on Tuesday too. It's, uh, it's owned by Mitchie's old man, Tony, and yeah, it was, was a pretty impressive performance. So, no doubt, uh, the Abaya clan, they'd just be walking around with that little bit of a strut in their step, I feel, at the moment. Absolutely. We'll ask him about that if we, uh, if we do get to see him. 7-5-3-2. and two. So, Gosh finished in third, and you get $3 top tote for Gosh there at Warrigal. Don't forget, the Lids Fly is on tonight. The Watchdog, Mile, uh, not Miles Fitzner, Jason Bonington uh, for the last week, and also... Uh, the great Peacock, uh, if we see him a little bit later on. Where do you want to start, James? Well, I just want to start by saying it was a crazy early start down at Warrnambool, really, because their first race went at 5 o'clock, which is right uh, when we're taking the news. And uh, as it turned out, that was won by Aston Wonder. But I don't recall uh, I don't recall the Warrnambool meeting starting any earlier than that, 5 o'clock for the first race. It was uh, a nice uh, start if you're following the, uh, the five-rug Aston Wonder beating Fernando Mark. Uh, Fernando Dusty ran third, and, and this would have been a, a great race for the caller because Fernando Mark ran second, Fernando Dusty in third, Fernando, Fernando Mimmer into fourth, and Fernando Louise into fifth. So the Fernando's finishing second, third, fourth, and fifth. We might have to try and grab the audio one day and have a listen to that one. Absolutely. You don't... Uh... You wouldn't see that happen very often, would you? No. I, look, I did call a race when I was a young tacker down at uh, Geelong, um, and it was a race full of bales. All eight greyhounds had the bale prefix. And um, it's funny because there's always a bit of a, a chat about this, and, and a lot of uh, a lot of people in the, in the racing game say, well, if there are eight bales, just drop the bale part and just call them, let's say, David, Felix, whoever whoever <laughs> the first part of the name is. And, and But then I'll, my theory is, look, as a, as a greyhound owner and a breeder, if, if you've gone to the effort to name that greyhound, especially if it's a prefix, like, for example, the greyhounds we race start with, with Van, 
if we've bred them. Um, that's, that's representing your kennel. So even though there are eight of them, and the punters know that if it's David Bale, well, obviously David is David Bale, but I'm a big believer of giving it the full name, even though it can be a bit harder and a bit annoying as a race caller to do it, because I do notice in New Zealand, um, there's, a, there's a fair few greyhounds that race. I think they're the big-time greyhounds on the North Island, sort of up near Palmerston North. And, and the caller over there, Mark Rosanowski, who's a great fella, he, um, he, a lot of the time, will just call them by their, their one name, not the, the prefix big time, I think it is. So, look, everybody's different. Um, it would be interesting to hear what the punters think. Uh, if they're sitting at home now just having a, a thought about this, let us know what you think. If there was eight bale greyhounds in a race, would you like them all to be called bales or would you like them to just be called the, the name that isn't the prefix as such? So, interesting. Um, and I guess as well, the punters would probably have a different opinion to those who, who own the greyhounds. So, if you're an owner, a trainer, a breeder... Let us know. Absolutely. 0499-736-736. You know the deal. I was, I was going to say too, Johnny, mm -hmm. the punters probably don't care what they're called as long as they're backing the winner of the race. Absolutely. That, that's the number one goal. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right. What else is there, uh, James? I'm just having a look at the run sheet now. We just want to basically have a look through uh, tonight and, and talk about the maturity. Anything else you want to add? Yeah, look, just having a bit of a, a scroll through uh, the GRV page at the moment. Um, there has been news, obviously, with the uh, Hillsville Festival of Racing, which we've spoken so much about and pushed so hard on the show. And unfortunately, uh, with a lot of the, the feature races being races to, to have head-to-head -head clashes, almost like the state of origin, unfortunately, there has been a cancellation of the Highway 31 Maiden Challenge to the extent that there won't be the, the New South Wales representation now. So it will be just uh, a final here in Victoria, the Highway 31. And, and also the National Straight Track Championship has been abandoned once again. There still will be the state finals, but obviously with COVID the way it is at the moment, similar to last year, uh, the grand final to, to be held this year. It was to be held at Capella Bar. That's now been called off. So uh, obviously with, with travel so hard at the moment and with the border closures, it's obviously the, the right decision. So... A little, bit, uh, a little bit of sad news really there with, uh, with that Hillsville Festival of Racing. And look, there's one name that's just standing out. And I've gone through the heats of the national championship, the straight track championship, which will obviously just be a state final now. And um, the heats, they're, they're jam-packed full of talent on Sunday. And look, it might have even been a benefit for, for certain greyhounds, like Dr Tucker, for example, who are now in the series and, and they may well not have nominated if the final was at Capella Bar because he's obviously got, you know, bigger fish to fry with, with races uh, going around at, at Sandown and beginning his Melbourne Cup preparation as well as, as trying to win a, a Hillsville Cup. So it's interesting. It's going to favour some dogs, but obviously those who had planned to have a go at the National Straight Track Championship, huge prize money on offer. And unfortunately, it'll, it'll be another event that we don't run this year. Absolutely devastating there. So we, there was so much talk about it and, I was even intrigued by the whole thing. I think you and I spent plenty of time discussing it and what it was going to look like and how how it would uh, it would change the game. And now yeah. we're not going to uh, we're not going to be able to see it, which is uh, which is tough, which is annoying. And the, the, the other sad thing is that we only saw the national straight track championship for the first time a few years ago, and and then the next two editions have been cancelled due to COVID. So it is frustrating, but uh, obviously the bigger picture is is the safety of, of the people and. And that is what we, we strive to uh, to move toward. And, and hopefully next year things can be a little bit clearer. Just on a bit of sad news as well, uh, if you jump on the GRV website, um, there is an article in regard to a dog liver disease that has been uh, sort of ripping really through, not just not just greyhounds, but also domestic pets. It's, 
It's, uh, I believe it's from a certain source of meat that was sold in the Gippsland area. So um, a, few, a few animals have actually passed away with, with liver issues. So it is very, very urgent to, uh, to make sure you have a look at, mm. at the meat that you're using. And I believe it was sourced from Gippsland between the 31st of May and the 3rd of the July. Um, that meat that was sourced from that area should not be fed to, uh, to any dogs at all. So it may pay just to look online at that through GRV. And I'm sure not just GRV, there's, there's a fair bit covering that. So just, uh, just something to keep an eye on with not just greyhounds, but also domestic pets as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you never know what, uh, what's out there, James. It's, uh, it's scary. No, look, and, and, and I did even read up only last, or probably a couple of days ago on, on the Racing to Rehome page that one lady unfortunately didn't lose one of her pets. She lost both of her pet greyhounds ah. due, to, due to what had happened. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty sad. It's, it's scary. And, and, you know, I just, uh, just hope that uh, we can get this now before it, uh, before it gets out of control and, and, and there's no other deaths uh, with, with anyone, whether it be a greyhound or, or a domestic pet, through this, uh, through this meat that, uh, that does seem to have a, a toxin that is affecting the liver. So hopefully uh, we can jump onto that now and, and hopefully stop uh, any more of that happening. That's absolutely the last thing you want. A- a- any time yeah. you want, uh, that's the last thing you want. But especially through a pandemic when... The dogs and and oh. you know their companions as well as uh, as well as um, race dogs and all that yeah. and even even a personal dog as well if if something like that happens just while you're in a pandemic and in lockdown it can uh, it can really devastate. Yeah, and I think not even just in lockdown uh, or a pandemic, mate. We we lost our our pet gray a pet uh, dog. He wasn't a greyhound. He was a, he was a, a border collie cross. And my wife had had him since he was three months of age, and we lost him uh, not that long ago. To to we believe it was a grass seed in his lung and. Just, just absolutely horrible. Um, it's yeah, it's experience that you, you just don't want to go through, and and I guess that is the risk of of having pets. You know, we, we generally outlive them, and it's it's a bloody hard thing to do. Absolutely. Uh, just hey, makes you sad to think about. Sorry, James, was, keep going. I was going to say we need to change the yeah. uh, where we're going with this. Let's become a real depressing yeah, type of it show. Has, but it has. We've covered the news. Let's get into some winners, and hopefully we can find a few, mate. We've still got about 45 minutes of this show, so mm. we can turn it around now and, and look toward the positives. All right. Well, you know what I'm going to change tune to? The bull. How bloody good is the bull? And yes. you're going to find us a winner. Yeah, well, hopefully race number two is over the 450 metres. It's a good little race, this one. There's only seven going around, uh, and it's a, it's a race with a fair amount of depth because even a few of the outsiders have got pretty decent form. So I did find it a, another tough race to try and try and sort out. I actually thought tonight's card at, at Sandown was was pretty hard as well. So hopefully we can steer home a few winners. Just wanted to say before we rip into that form there at the ball, we've still got about two minutes to the jump. I hope the punters sitting at home listen to the advice on Tuesday because we gave them five dogs at Warrigal, Johnny, mm-hmm. and there was a 0% loss. They just all kept winning one after the other. And, yeah, look, there was a couple at $1.30, $1.40, but I think there was two of them that ran it over even money. So if you took the multi, it was, it was a very profitable experience at, uh, at Warrigal. And I think I said in the, in the lead-up to that meeting, it, was, it just looked like a favourites meeting. Um, and you could just sort of tell it was, it was going to go the way of the favourites, and that's exactly the way it played out. Uh, back to this race at uh, Warrnambool. Look, I'm keen on the four Osprey Rose. Again, there's not a great deal of price, but um, I just think this Greyhound's got a little bit of a class edge to, to this field. The only concern is this Greyhound's done the bulk of her racing um, on the two-turn track, so swings back to a horseshoe, one-turn track down there at Warrnambool. 
Look, it shouldn't worry her. The time she's been running are definitely quick enough. I do like the two as well to run a good race, Bobby Bull Shark. He, he's been a bit up and down with his form, but as a rule, he's been hitting the line okay. But I'm just not convinced. Look, if this was at Sandown Park and you were solo trialling them, Osprey Rose, I think, would clearly beat Bobby Bull Shark. So it's just a matter of this odds on favourite, bringing that form down to Warnable. The price, $1.75, is probably a shade unders. Um, did win at the Meadows in 30 and 19, four starts ago. Again, I, I don't think there's a dog in this race that would run that, uh, that kind of time. So you can see why the money's there. I think it's clearly the runner to beat. Look, you might even get out to even money on top mm. tote here. So maybe the tote's the way to go with Osprey Rose. All right. We'll go there. They're just heading behind the boxes. 0499 736 736. Uh, a couple off the, uh, off the text line. Let me have a look here. 431 and 2, says Matty from Geelong. So he's going 431 and 2. I assume that's uh, either a first four or that's just the order yeah. that he's going. Uh, get on the bail at 10s since you're talking about them. So yeah, is there a bail in this bail. Oh, I love, yeah, I'll tell you the dog I love who you and I have spoken about a um, couple, of, couple of times. And it's, it's, been racing a, yeah, it's been racing a lot. <laughs> fish Tog Giblet. <laughs> yeah, Giblet. funny name, mate. Yeah. We spoke about uh, the Fernandos in race one. Well, this one's a bit of a nightmare to call. Fish Tog Giblet. Oh. Doesn't come out easily. It's drawn the red. I'm not sure it can win. But we're getting well over even money top tote now in Osprey Rose. So let's get right. this one home. Let's get there now. Light is on. They're all set. Ready? They're racing now. Osprey Rose away quickly. Surges up the lead over Fish Tog Giblet. Up on the outside, Flying Sonneth in uh, Bobby Bullshark making ground. Next of all, Toby Castle. Well back is evident. And Oberon Bale with the favourite. Osprey Rose gets away three lengths. Over in second, Bobby Bullshark up on the outside, Flying Sonic. It's running on strongly now as they turn. Osprey Rose the leader. Flying Sonic tries, but it's Osprey Rose winning easily in the end. Flying Sonic second, then Bobby Bullshark. Toby Castle made some progress late from Fishtog Giblet. Oh, nice, Jimmy. Give us a two. Give us a two. Give us a two here. We, we wait. Got? We wait. Oh. Doesn't get much better than that. James Vandermart's going to save the world, I'll tell you that. <laughs> we'll save the pockets of the world at least. $2.20 top toe. Hey, if you played this one each way, what I'm seeing here... Top tote, 220 a win, 190 a place. So yeah. that's that's a nice little price. And hey, look, I was a little bit concerned about the Greyhound handling the one-turn track, but that's uh, that's been put to bed. 25-24 is an outstanding run. Might be a, a nice little dog to follow. And clearly, she's got 500-metre form. So she was she was never going to be caught when she led for home the way she did. And that was a nice, uh, a nice way to start the show. Jimmy Vandermart on fire early. Hey, $2, you get even money. You know what that means? You double what you put on. So, in the words of tags, the more you bet, the more you get. Do so responsibly, though, as I am uh, bound to say. But a nice start at Warrnambool in race number two with Osprey Rose and James Vandermart. Don't worry about that uh, that rough trot we had all those weeks ago, James. You have just bounced back in the best way. Oh, I'm back. I'm back, Johnny. <laughs> and I'm going nowhere, are? mate. I'm Bloody going nowhere. Oh. Love it. All right, well, how about we reset? We come back, four minutes time, Warrigal. Have you got a tip for us at Warrigal just in case gonna it go, jumps? Yeah, going to go the roughy here, number eight, on the each way, mainly right. for a place. There's only two place dividends, so tread carefully. But right. I think he's drawn okay, good boy, Colombo, and I think he's overs at about 15 to 1. Beautiful. Jimmy Vandermart's up and running. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll go through tonight's card at Sandown Park. We'll take a look at plenty more and more winners to come. 
It is thrill of the chase. Perfect timing, Jimmy, because uh, they're just buying the boxes now at Warrig at Warrigal. And you have tipped a rank outsider here, which I love because the form yeah. that you're in suggests to me that this might run a drum. I think it's drawn well. Number eight, good boy, Columba. It's about a $15 chance, $16 on the local tote. Look, very small each way play. I think the, the, the four's got a good chance, likewise the three. But just think this could get a good run from the outside alley. All right. Well, I'm playing music if this finishes in the top three. I can tell you that right now because... I've got a taste for it. My ears are just tuned in <laughs> after we played some Swedish House Mafia. And we might even play some more Swedish House Mafia if this salutes. Let's go to Warrigal Race. Run. Away they go. Missing it there were Captain Warrior. Full recovery and showing good pace was Fancy Mercado. Colville Jewel away fast. Secret keys up at handy. Three deep into the first turn and then two lengths to Good Boy Colombo. Full recovery next on the inside. Well back in the race now was Peace of Heaven and Captain Warrior after a slow start as last. Colville Jewel led for the, uh, to the turn. Secret key up on the inside and then Peace of Heaven behind those. Secret key coming through. Grabs the front and pulls clear. Second to Colville Jewel. Third is Peace of Heaven. And fourth in Fancy Mercado. Gap away then to Captain Warrior, who passed a couple after a slow start. Full recovery and good boy. Hey, what, Jim, I'm giving you a pass mark there. I didn't think that was a bad yeah. run. Until it got to the straight, it got bumped around a little bit. But I think it was a very good run overall. Jumped well. It sort of stayed with the leading pack. And it just fell away a little bit on the straight. It wasn't a bad uh, run for a dog at 15 to 1. And like mm. I said, Secret Key was probably the runner to beat. $2.10 was the price. There wasn't much meat on the bone there. But, um, yeah, look, he, he probably... I, I was hoping he'd get a, a closer run at them early from box eight. And you probably relied on a little bit of a little bit of trouble underneath of him. Uh, that didn't eventuate. And, look, if anything, he was maybe just a shade disappointing in the last 25 or 30. But like you say, when he turned for home, the white just rolled out, had a bump with him, and he, and he lost a bit of momentum. So I think we'll put that behind us. We'll move on and, and sort of turn our attention to tonight and also the maturity on Saturday night. Absolutely. All right. Well, you take it away. Uh, anything you want to discuss, and we'll... Uh... We'll have a look at Sandown very shortly as well. Yeah, look, we'll start with the maturity preview. I just wanted to go through heat by heat, have a listen to the replays of, of what took place at the Meadows last Saturday night. I know it's a, a few days ago now, but the best way to, to preview a race moving forward, I think, is to go through the, the most recent run. And that's, that's the benefit of having a, a race like the maturity with heats in a final because you get to see all of these greyhounds on the same surface the week prior um, and the good thing with the maturity, well, it's it's winners through. No placings, no second chances. So to be the final eight, the final eight field, barring a scratching, you need to have won your heat. So we'll start with the uh, the first heat of the maturity classic. This was won by Handsome Rhino. Johnny, if I'm you've just, got the audio, mate, I'm it was having, race number four. Just having a small issue with my um, computer just loading, but it is No, that's there. fine. So you want to start with race number four? Four, we'll go okay. with you. Yeah, this was won by Handsome Rhino, and there was a story on the, the GRV page as well uh, that came out, I believe, today or yesterday, and trainer Paul Galea had cancer in his jaw five years ago, had half of his jaw removed. He had about a year and a half off the Greyhounds. He's bounced back. He's a backyard trainer in St Albans, and now he's got a chance to win a $100,000 race with his Greyhound, Handsome Rhino, and this is how he qualified for the Group 1 maturity last Saturday night. Japara, a well-supported favourite off three. Amberlight about to switch to green. It's there now. Set to go. First of eight heats. They're ready. 
racing. Japara was away fairly. Handsome Rhino won the start. Will clear them comfortably at the pace with a round to go. Big Wings got the second from Lakeview Cruiser. Japara around their heels quickly, then Radic Bale. Along the fence, winning or baby. Three Roxy Uzo, last special blend. Handsome Rhino out with a big lead off the back. Five in front of Lakeview Cruiser. Two lengths away, Japara. Next, Radic Bale, Big Wings in, winning or baby, but the Rhino's got a full head of steam up. Handsome Rhino's going to bolt in. Handsome Righto, won it by five. Oh, it did bolt in. It absolutely bolted in. Yeah, and you could see the excitement or you could hear the excitement in Brendan's voice as he called that one because it was just, it was a step to, to being something really special, Handsome Rhino. He showed a lot of ability. He's still very young. He's still learning his traits but and learning his craft. But 5.02 to the first peg, he's gone 17.70 down the back. Look, we had a runner in that race, finished off at the tail of the field. And, and I must say, the track was harrowed a fortnight ago. It's still a little bit damp and a little bit soft, especially with this time of year. So to run 29.85 on that surface, I'm telling you now, if that was a heat in December, he probably goes 29.60 on Saturday night. So he's a, he's a serious talent, handsome rhino. And he's just got that will to race, that, that will to win. And he just put them away in the first few strides. Yes, he did. Uh, are we moving on to the fifth race now? Talk us through that one. I reckon, mate. Let's let's get the news, and then we'll oh, bounce yes, back with the rest of the maturity heats, Look, and then we'll finish up the show with a few winners tonight. Look at you knowing the show better than I do. Oh, I was oh. I was just so involved in in getting these races up that I yes. forgot all about the news. Well done, James. You've been doing this a long time. Very very professional. You know what? He's right. Let's get the news, and then we'll come back and have a look. <laughs> Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Yeah, you'd think uh, after all this time hosting this show, I'd know that at 5.30 we've got to go to the news. But no, no, no. James Vandermart knows better than I do. And I have no doubt about that because he's been in the industry longer than I have. Well done, Jimmy. Hey, mate. Mate, I'm just, just backing you up. Uh, we're getting the job done between us. Now, you know the reason why I get so excited about the news? Yeah, why you know is what? that? <laughs> well, I, I, just, I was loving when they were saying Tokyo, 38 days yes. to go. Because I, it just makes you realise how quick time goes because it felt like yesterday we were saying 58 days to go and mm. and that's just progressed uh, and here we are now. Now it um, starts tomorrow. Yeah, and how, how's the news, uh, just before we get back mm. into our maturity uh, chat, uh, how's, how's the news about Brisbane being the, the home of the Olympics in 2032, it, mate? It, it is great news because I was just very, very young. I remember bits and pieces of the yeah. Sydney Olympics, so... I don't think I appreciated it fully. And now being the sports lover that I am, that I've grown up yeah. to be, I think, you know, I'll be what, and, and I think it was funny that me and the missus last night, you always look ahead and you go, geez, I'll be this age. So I yeah. think we said we'll be 39 or something like that. But it, it is, it, it's actually something that really excites me to have the ability to potentially be able to go to an Olympic Games in our own country. And, and it probably gives a little bit more excitement of something to look forward to as well for the next generation of Olympians coming through that may want to be part of the Brisbane uh, the Brisbane 2032 um, Olympic Games. So I think yeah. it's great news and great for the country. I think it is. And, and I remember the one thing I really remember about uh, the, the 2000 was was the performance of Nicky Webster. Yes. I was only about a nine-year-old young fella there yeah. and I, I might have had the hots for Nicky Webster back then. <laughs> but uh, she, she became a star after yeah. after singing it uh, at the uh, the Olympics. So, no, look, it's exciting and, and even just job opportunities and, and things like that for, for Australia. Obviously, we need that. Who, who knows where the world's going to be in, in yes. 12 years or 11 years from now. But, um, yeah, you, and even infrastructure-wise and, and everything else, I think the Olympics can be a really good 
good things. So, no, looking forward to it, mate. And who knows, and if we cross the fingers, we might even be commentating somewhere at yes. the Olympics in 11 years from now. Who knows? And absolutely. And I think I think what it will showcase is just how good um, the, the infrastructure is here in yeah. Australia in terms of the stadiums that aren't, you know, you see some photos, and we'll get off this in just a moment. But you see photos of of former Olympic uh, venues, and they are they're run down, they are never used. Yeah. Whereas we know at least that what we've got is world class here in uh, yeah, in this country. Right. So it's great, great news, and well done to Brisbane for uh, twenty thirty two. Apparently, there wasn't too many um, other no. real genuine threats. Were there? It there was, was no one. There was no yeah, one. Yeah, it was just us. No, look. Yeah. And did you see the footage of what's the uh, the the premier of Queensland? The name Anastasia Palaszczuk. Yeah, Anastasia Palaszczuk. I, 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 it's hard to mention them. And, and Gladys Berejiklian. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll stop there. But <laughs> I, I I had a bit of a chuckle to myself because a couple of the team obviously that were were going over there to try and win the Olympics for Brisbane in 2032. When they had the news, you could see they were about to high five and then realised and they were shoulder tapping. And it, I, I just had a little bit of a chuckle at that. But now look, hopefully, mate, we'll look back in in 11 years from now when the Brisbane Olympics are here and say, wow, you know what a time it was when we found out the Olympics were here. And, and hopefully, COVID's long, long, long gone by then. Yeah, it's a strange old world we live in now, but yes. I'm sure there'll be a pandemic clause put in there just in case uh, we are still in this 11 years down the track. I certainly hope, hope not. not. Certainly <laughs> hope not. But anyway, all right, let's get back to uh, to what is important, and that is the Greyhound Racing. Do you want to talk us through this race five? Yeah, look, hit the hit the play button on this one because I think this race speaks for itself. Two of the biggest names in the series, Aston Fastnet and Kablenz, going head-to-head. Green light is on. Good luck with your quaddies. Second heat of the KCR Pet Transport Maturity Classic. Racing. Kablenz flew out of five. Away well, Aston Fastnet. Dairy Express through into third. Sweet Petite fourth as they make the first turn. Plan ahead onto the rail centre field. Ahead of trending rookie. Well back in the race now. Sweet Petite last miss. Esme. Kablenz in front. Five clear of Aston Fastnet who's taking ground off rapidly. Then plan ahead. Three trending rookie. Dairy Express. Savian Bale. Sweet Petite. Last miss. Esme. Kablenz in front. Aston Fastnet the rail. Kablenz holding on. Oh, Aston Fastnet might have got him. Aston Fastnet. Gee, that's as tight a finish as you'll ever see, James. Huge clash, wasn't it? Uh, Kablenz doing what Kablenz does. I think he was shooting for 13 straight wins, and it took the the end of the 5.25, the very last stride for Aston Fastnet, who's one of the the real genuine stars of the sport, to, to run him down right on the line. Look, Aston Fastnet qualifies. Kablenz goes in as a first reserve, drawn box nine. Dave Gill's got three runners, I think, in the finals, so... It'll be interesting to see which uh, which of uh, I guess which card he could pull because let's say for example for for some reason the two wasn't right to go well then Kablenz gets a run from box number two so it's interesting moving forward to to see where Kablenz goes because he, he just looks like a genuine star doesn't he even though he was beaten even though he's only a reserve in the final I mean well, look what he what he's been able to do to to win twelve straight going into this series and and and, and take a dog like Aston Fastnet to run him down I mean. He's, he's a serious conveyance. And, and when I say, you know, you, you wait to see what, what card Dave pulls, well, he's not allowed to take the, the two out uh, unless mm. there's a, a reason for it. But as a, as a purist, as a racing lover, you want to see Kablenz in that final because, you know, what, what he did with Aston Fastnet, even though he got beaten, he was still the third quickest greyhound of the night throughout all of the heats. So as a racing fan, you want to see Kablenz in there. Look, you, you don't want to pray for a scratching for, for one of the other eight greyhounds in the race, but... You know, you'd love to see a greyhound like Kablenz in a Group 1 final already. Absolutely. What about uh, race number six? Is that the third heat? 
Yeah, Envy to Burn uh, just ran to the front. Uh, had a fall over in WA in the derby not too long ago, and and, and look, since then he's 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 been really good. He's probably he's probably struggled the first couple of runs just to get that confidence back since he fell in the the, the West Australian derby. But look, to to do what he did to a Group One heat field, Dave Burnett shooting for for back to back. Group one maturities, obviously Simon told Helen winning last year, and uh, Dave Burnett actually said that that he was he was thinking about getting out of the sport when when Simon told Helen retired. So, yeah, look for for Envy to Burn to qualify. It's it's obviously a, a great uh, thrill again for Dave Burnett, who's chasing back to back wins in the race. Absolutely, we'll get to that audio in a second, but we're a minute away from Warnable Race Three, and we are aware of the app and and the delay. So if we give a tip now, <coughs> excuse me. I should hit the cough button. Apologies. Uh, if we give a tip now, James, then uh, then they should hear it. Oh, I, I don't like anything in this race. Um, not not what the punters want to hear, but sometimes a, a winner, backing a winner, is is as good as, as not having a, a bet in the race that you, you think is too hard. So I don't do it too often, but I'm going to sit this one out at Warnable. I thought the six and the eight had good Bendigo form, but... I'm not sure there should be the price difference there is. Um, Webleck missed a little bit hard to follow this early on in, in her career. So I was, I was happy to sit this one out. Uh, for those playing the uh, the harness game as well, race one at Swan Hill has just been run. Junior feel good at $2.90 and four seventy. Top tote gets the job done. Abstract art and Apache wind there at uh, Swan Hill. So we'll keep an eye on that as we go. We've got a jam-packed show. We might... Still take Warnable, James, if you don't mind. I know that you're um, yeah. you're not playing, but we will just very quickly take, it, mate. take, take it. the bull and we'll come back and we'll talk about race six uh, and we'll hear the audio there. Yeah, tracks it's been able to win out its last two starts, so back here to Warnable. Looking for another victory. It's only had the three starts for two wins in a second. They're all set. Ready to go now. Third race. They're off and racing. Rio Hato fairly out wide. Webleck Miss drove up to the front over Bob Bob getting to second. Rio Hato now improving the outside. Followed by Mapunga Hales bolt out. They were followed then by uh, Dalen Bale and Rochester Party back at the tail on the bend as Webleck Miss the leader over Bob Bob. They're about three links clear of Rio Hato beginning to wind up and down the outside is Dalen Bale. Webleck Miss just in front kicking Bob Bob. Tight one. Bob Bob or Webleck Miss. Nothing much in that. Dalen Bale close up. Followed by Rio Hato. They were next in. Ooh, and then by tight, James, tight. It looks like the one. one the looks yeah. like the one got the bob, but it's one and six. The four's finished in third. Let's just have I'm going to say the six has got it, mate. Oh, really? Okay. From where I'm sitting, yeah, yeah wow. I reckon bop, bop. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, no, that's a very astute. Oh, gee, is it, has it really? It's close. It's I very tell you close. What, it's very close. That might take a little bit of time. We'll give you the result, the final result there in a moment. Do you want me to press play on this? Uh, this for third heat of the maturity, yes. James. Hit right. play, mate. Hit play. Listen. For the third heat of the maturity. Jungle Juice, two dollars twenty-five, nine fifty into five fifty. Kinson Bale, green light. Stand by for a start. Racing, Kinson Bale away, okay. Jungle Juice out the back early. Envy to Boom began well, and Aston Flame came charging over. Onto the first turn, Aston Flame off the fence lead. Now Envy to Boom kicks through a link. Kinson Bale, four links in advance in the field to Jungle Juice. Next of all was La La Ryrie, Draco Bale, Mapunga Reject, Rockabye Bear a mile out of it. On the turn, and Envy to Boom's burning along. Six or seven in front. Jungle Juice won't get there, nor Draco Bale. Envy to Boom. Envy to Boom, Boom. 
burnt them up. Bobbler hit the miners. Jungle. Oh, what a line. Envy to burn. Burnt them up. That's exactly what it did. Yeah. It's storm time. It was a nice win. Uh, Draco Bale ran on well for second. I thought the run of the race, although the winner was impressive, I thought Jungle Juice was a big run. The, the Greyhound in the white rug for Ray Smith. He had no luck at all. It was his first go at the Meadows. If there's one Greyhound you, you'd want in your kennel moving forward, it would be Jungle Juice. He is a serious talent, this dog, and he's one to follow. But well done to Envy to Burn taking out heat number three. Absolutely. Do you want to talk us through heat four before we take a break and uh, have a look at tonight? Yeah, heat four was won by Nahari Bale from box one. Look, it, it's another race where we, we don't need to go to the audio of this one because okay. I, I think the, uh, the the run of Aston Rupee was, was clearly the best run of the night, and yet he was beaten four and a half lengths. Nothing went right for him. Aston Rupee is the, the best dog in the country, in my opinion. So, unfortunately, he didn't make it through. But if you get a chance, download that Watchdog app if you haven't already. Go to race seven, watch the replay, and just look at the two Aston Rupee. The amount of ground he lost in that race to only go down by four lengths was a Herculean effort. And I'm telling you now, he is a genuine superstar. He'll be a stud dog, Aston Rupee. Even though he got beaten on Saturday night, he is just an absolute star. So... Yeah, it was, it was a good race. Nahari Bell getting home at the end, number one for, uh, for Team Dalbridge. All right. Well, if there's nothing else you want to add, we might just clear a quick break and we'll come back and look at tonight. How does that sound? Sounds like a plan, mate. Beautiful. James Vandermart, John Donohoe with you. Let's clear our final break. And I've got word that the Peacock is incoming. He's not far away. I've said that you've got a little bone to pick with him, James, and we'll do that hopefully on the <laughs> other side of the break. Don't forget the lids fly tonight. Bonnington, Watchdog, and the Peacock. They're going to go head-to-head for the final time before Miles Fitzner gets back in the chair. We've got more thrill of the chase on the other side of the break. The thrill of the chase. Yeah, welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. About 10 minutes to go. Hopefully we'll see Mitch Abaya very, very shortly. Usually rocks in. Uh, actually, he's just sent me a text. Send someone down. You know, this is what happens when you get a bit more stardom, James, that you order uh, minions like me around. No, please. No, uh, thank no, you. No, please. No, thank you. He's just saying, uh, Butler, <laughs> please send someone down to gather my belongings. Well, Mitch, uh, I'm on air, so currently I might have to get Tomo uh, in, a, in the studio next to us to try and uh, to try and go and get him, James. While I just knock on the door and get uh, get Tomo to go grab him, what yeah. uh, do you want to have? A, do you want to give some results for the uh, the rest of the heats? Yeah, I'll go through those, mate. I'll give you forty five seconds to organise Mitchie to get inside the door. Uh, race number eight at uh, the Meadows was won by Quara Bale. This was a greyhound we spoke about on the show Tuesday as a bit of a runner to follow. Look, she's a, a dual group winner. She went all of the way from box two. The one thing that surprised me a little bit was the time, 30 and, and 19. I would have thought she would have gone a little bit quicker than that. Uh, Hilltop Jack took out heat number six. Beat a wall of them who were, were right there. It was a busy finish. Jarek Bale running second. Gypsy Wyong in for third, but Hilltop Jack qualified. Uh, race 10 went to Fernando Mick. This was another runner for Dave Gill that qualified. And Shimmer Classic burnt through the first two sections. But you could just tell Fernando Mick was, was always going to run her down. Just sat right behind the speed. Pressed home late. Got the job done. And then uh, race number 11, Heat 8, went to Mr. Fixit. This was a, a great battle between Mr. Fixit and Do It. They staged a two-dog battle the whole way, pretty much. And at the end, Mr. Fixit just did enough to hold on. 30.09. So shaping up to be a, a great maturity. I think the box draw is really important. Aston Fastnet drawing box eight probably brings his chances down a little bit. Handsome Rhino drawing box six, similar 
to what he was able to uh, to jump and run from to win his heat. So, terrific race. It's going to be an eagerly awaited race. Quarabelle draws three. Cablenz uh, is actually the favourite, $2.60 as reserve. So, just quickly, the box draw, mm -hmm. one Nahari Bale, two Hilltop Jack, three Quarabelle, four Fernando Mick, five Mr Fixit, six Handsome Rhino, seven Envy to Burn, eight Aston Fastnet reserves, Cablenz Shimmer Classic. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say if Cablenz can find his way into the field, Cablenz will win the maturity. Ooh. So that's my tip number nine. If he doesn't get in, well, I was taken by Handsome Rhino. Saw him in the flesh last week, and I think he's $6, and I think he represents good value. He can just burn to the mark, and I think that's the key to winning this Group 1 on Saturday night. Very, very nice, uh, James. I love that. Big fan as Bonington just enters the building. So, oh, <laughs> And the peacock is in the building, James. Let me just uh, set the great man up on uh, on the mic. He's very uh, dressed up. He doesn't have the Lakers jersey on tonight. Hello, Mitchie. Welcome. Thank you, mate. Jim, how are we? Oh, I'm good, Mitchie. I've got a bone to pick with you, yeah. mate. I know. I heard. Yeah. What's the go? I, I hear all these tips on Twitter, but there was no crispy duck tip. Now, here's your old man's dog. You get all the inside You would have had info. a fortune you, on it. Oh, tell oh, us why we didn't on. hear about it. No, I didn't, have, why, I, didn't have, I didn't have a cent on him, to be honest, Come mate. on, Mitchie. No, no. You're talking oh, smack. No. You're talking smack. I'm We're dead, all friends here. I'm dead set serious. Now, nah, my old man backed about five winners that day uh, at Hillsville, and uh, he he was one of them. But uh, we, yeah. we, thought, we thought he was a big chance. But, yeah, no, I didn't have a cent on him. Ah. Mate, on Twitter, I t I've said it for a long time. I put my tips on Twitter, and they go very... Very poorly, and then I'll well, I'll say I'm live on radio, and they'll get up. So well, I'm, hey. but I think and Jay, I think I speak for James when I say I mean, look, we we're work colleagues, we're friends, you know. Just a little <laughs> text message wouldn't have gone astray, boys. Mate, my old so, man's my old man's, hold on, my old man's <laughs> dog is running tonight. Might be worth Johnny. a shekel or two. Am I wrong, James? Or? Mate, no, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Johnny. Can you tell me though? Because I'm not in studio with you. Is is Mitch lying? Look at him. Have a no, good yeah, look at him. Well, I don't know. He's just I'm he's a, he's got a good poker face. That's I the am, thing. Yeah, no, he I'm, does. I am not lying. Face. I swear. He's wearing, a very, he's wearing a very nice cologne tonight. He's I can got smell a it from full across house. the house. Full house I'll in the poker, I think. Yeah. I'll swear on uh, SEN track that I did not have a cent. We don't want to be put off air by you lying. Mate, I, I ain't lying. Well, mate, I love my job too much to be uh, yeah. <laughs> to get you, you and, out of here and, and me out and of here. And we love SEN track you, way too much as well. So I, did, I didn't have a cent on it. I thought he could win, but yeah, Twitter and I don't go too well, Jim. No, Anything I put on there, they they go pretty ordinarily. But as I said... Yeah, I kind of, I kind of get sick of putting tips up there now. She's yeah. making me crook. You and James have had a nice week of tipping on uh, Thrill of the Chase. He he got one um, twenty five bucks early. the other day. He, I heard. he got one earlier, and and was it you, mm. Mitch, that tipped the six the other night at, at sevens? Yeah, it's seven yeah. bucks a place yeah, at Bendigo. Mitch, yeah. Mitch tipped one at Bendigo a place. It paid seven dollars, and it was an each way job. So <laughs> I'm the, surprised. The I'm surprised of, he's giving away the good yeah, ones, Johnny. I agree. The A grade <laughs> stuff. Ah, come on. Two of you are on fire. Hey, hey, who's his best tonight? Yeah, who is uh, his best tonight? I was going to say that's uh, that's where me and Mitchie need to to lock horns here and work out who's going to win tonight. I thought it was Tinker Craig, uh, race oh. nine, drawn box number one. I think he's going to be pretty hard to beat. He was taken right off the track here last week, so. Yep. He's, he's drawn to figure. If, if he doesn't win this, he's probably going to struggle to, to find a fifth grade anywhere. So, look, I think he's a, he's a big chance tonight. Yeah, the, I've always just got this little thing in the side of my head. He's a fast dog, but obviously you'll know, James, that I've had dogs with uh, Matty Tab. He's trained some yep. dogs of mine, and he said he's a dog that 
wants box six, seven, or eight. He hates him drawing yeah. on the inside. And to be honest, it's the weakest race he's seen for a long time. He should be winning. But I my, agree. my best is race eight, number one, plan ahead. I reckon it just obliterates. Have him. fun, Mitchie. Have all fun, right. mate. Beautiful, well, Jimmy. Thank you for uh, thank you for that. And we'll do it all again next week. Sounds good, mate. Take care, guys. Happy punting. James Vandermar there. Thank you, Mitch. Anytime, mate. We'll hear from you very shortly. We'll do. Big night with the watchy and Bonners. <laughs> uh, Bonners is on time for the first time in his entire he life. He looks ill. He does. He does. He's ready for a two-week break after tonight. Thanks for your company throughout the day. Been a big afternoon of racing. We'll be back from uh, midday. No, we won't be back from midday tomorrow on track. So it'll be 1 p.m. But Bonners will be in the house and Nikita Ross as well from 11. Stay safe, everyone. Bye for now. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.